We are six women. We are wordsmiths. We are magic. We are curious. We are contradictions. We are wanderers. We are people of many names. We are mind trekkers and story weavers. We are adventurous spirits. We continue to grow. We've been baptized in the font of dream and memory. We are partly truth and partly fiction. I am Gail. I am Joanne. I am Margie. I am Katie. I am Marion. I am Mary. We are the Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers. Welcome to the very first Mystic Podcast of 2023. It's the Miraculous Podcast. Go ahead. For, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> maybe, well, the first one we're recording in 2023. Oh, I gotcha. Gail gotcha. was giving me the fingers. Yes. But yes. not those fingers. <laughs> She was saying this is the second, but it's not. It's, it's the, the first second recording. Of this, I'm it, sorry. It's the, the first... second of the season. Okay. I won't do that again. Okay. No fingers okay. for me. <laughs> no, don't give me the fingers, please. I won't. <laughs> you can give me the eye. Okay. <laughs> As you can see, we're still getting reorganized. So welcome to our podcast, whichever one this is. This is a miraculous podcast, though, because there are five mystics here. Is that correct number? Matt? Yes. I'm not holding up my five no. fingers. <laughs> And um, we're only missing one who's just on extended vacation, but let's go around and reintroduce ourselves in case people are new or they've forgotten who we are. Joanne. Oh, I'm Mystic Joanne. I am known as the Mystic Defender, although I am a retired Mystic Defender. Oh, well, that'll be fun for you. I am Mystic Mary, and I don't know what to say about myself, so I'm going to pass it on to the Queen. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have a lot to say about myself. I'm the queen. And I am Mystic Katie, and I am, I think I'm the Mystic Truth Teller, but it varies, you know, so. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I'm Mystic Margie, the Mystic Illuminator. Is that a word meaning artist? Yes, it is. I thought it was those monks from the... It is, I'm from That's that the era. Illuminati. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that different? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, the people that, that illustrated the medieval manuscripts the were book called... The Book of Kells? Uh, illuminators. Yeah, were called Illuminators. Okay. They okay. bring in the light. The, the people that wrote it were called scribes. <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, I used to have a scribe in my Girl Scout meetings. A scribe? A scribe. Yeah. I think it was the word for secretary. But oh, it was okay. the secretary. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would ascribe to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. Unintended. I was, the, um, I was the scribe of my tennis um, club. Because How much mean? writing do you do in tennis? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, but when you play tennis as badly as I do, they didn't they want to give you a job. The team. <laughs> they, give me a job. They put you on the bench and tell you to write everything that happens. <laughs> well, I'm the official mystic secretary, so I guess I'm a scribe. You oh, are. you are a scribe. Yeah. True. So, you certainly are. You're a good true. secretary, Mary. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. One day we'll publish a book of our mystic minutes. Mary's <laughs> mystic minutes for those who need to look forward to that book are amazing. So yeah, I think that's a very that's good idea. This is the longest introduction yeah, we've ever had. <laughs> so we do have a theme this week oh, or this podcast or whatever we're doing. But I thought we should start out as we normally do with maybe let's talk about our week that was mystic, a recent or current week that was mystic. So who has had a mystic-like week recently? Mary's raising her hand. She's so polite. <laughs> it's all the t- that after school. <laughs> oh, we don't raise our hands in after oh, school. Okay. We're done with all that. I had a mystic week. It I got rear-ended by an uninsured driver, and I think my car is totaled. But when I got home, 
there was a magazine on my table, Magnolia and Moonshine, and I had two articles in it, and Mystic Marion has several things in it, and I read that it. made it so mystic. I read it, um, and I have it here for y'all to look over. Yay, and if y'all out there in uh, Wonderland want to subscribe, you can go to magnoliaandmoonshine.com and just click subscribe, and you get one free in your mailbox. Is it's it a beautiful Magnolia magazine. and Moonshine or Moonshine and Magnolia? Magnolia and Moonshine. Well, not I Magnolias. always like moonshine best, but okay. Well, I think I'm the moonshine part. And I bet. I would not be surprised. <laughs> but that's why we love you. So, yeah, that was fun. Shout out to Mark Reichert and Aiden Cornelison for letting me interview them. Now, how do I subscribe to this? Go to the website and just magnoliaandmoonshine.com, and there's a blue button, and you just click subscribe and put in your address. I see. And is it monthly, quarterly? Remind quarterly. Me. Quarterly. Yeah. So anyway, the magazine sitting there on my kitchen table really de-skunked the total of my car. Well, what (laughs) what are you driving around in now? Oh, I'm driving my car. It's drivable. It's just the undercarriage or underpan or something like that is crunkled. It's getting its official diagnosis tomorrow. I'll keep What did your insurance company say? They said, um, tell Joe hi. (laughs) (laughs) We live in a small town. I mean, we just, it's too boring to talk about. It'll be okay. Okay. I mean, I'll be out a good, you know, 10 to $15,000 for, that's what I get for going to, on an errand in Auburn, Alabama, Mm. you know. So, but you know what? It's just money. It grows on trees. No, your insurance company is supposed to pay for that. Well, it'll give me $10,000 for my 2015 car that has 130,000 miles on it. Oh, I see. But I'll never be able to replace that car that I've babied and taken care of for $10,000. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's true. There yeah. you go. Well, my Mystic Week, I, I had several things happen. I uh, went to Orange Beach, Alabama for three days and had a wonderful time. I have a timeshare there that I'm going to leave in my will to someone I hate, so y'all better be really nice to me. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> My second thing for my Mystic Week was my wonderful friend Hans Paul invited me along with a friend and his wife Lori, and we went to see Jubilee at the Shakespeare. And all of you people out there, if Jubilee is still on by the time this uh, gets this podcast gets to you, I highly recommend it. It's got forty spirituals sung a cappello by some wonderful voices. Mm. This was started at Fisk University as a way to raise money for the new college that had just popped up after the Civil War. I recommend it highly. Great. Joanne, do you have a... It looked like you were about to say something Well, earlier. I was waiting for the Queen to finish because we've had mystic moments together and in Margie as well. Yes. But we, the mystics, were back on the road again and we... <laughs> <coughs> Well, during, actually during a six, storm, six blocks from my home, <laughs> and we entertain. Well, uh, you know, our world, our world trips are all in our mind, <laughs> but we entertained the campus club, and it was delightful. Of course, it was um, raining cats and dogs outside, and we kept looking to tornado see watches, tornado watches, not warnings for those who need explanation. You know, go to your friendly weatherman. But uh, I thought you're going to say the bathroom in case, <laughs> in case you. Hear a train. Well, and that's how I inter- I began my little talk was uh, like a stewardess saying, 
you know, thank you all for coming out. There were about 30 people there in the horrible, horrible rain. I Those said, people have a death wish. Well, and I gave them, I said, you know, in case of a tornado, we would like you all to rise and walk orderly back to the two <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> there will be no lights showing you the way, so run for <laughs> run for your lives. <laughs> you were giving them the fingers and the hand. I was doing, I was doing it just like I've seen my favorite, my favorite airline um, attendant do. But it was wonderful. Oh, that's right. She does put two fingers she out. She does two fingers, uh, the mm-hmm. sword fingers, the sword yeah, that's hands. Right. that's right. Just like in Tai Chi. Exactly. Showing the immortals the way. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I did. We were hoping we were all going to be immortal. But as <laughs> we got up to speak, you looked outside and the rain was going sideways. So, But I didn't hear any tornado sirens so we just kept on i just want to add that he although we said we weren't going to do any more fingers in this podcast mm. when we start talking about uh, flight attendant fingers everybody at this table started doing the doing the flight attendant <laughs> fingers y'all can visualize that now here's the exit at the at the langley house right <laughs> they're doing it again <laughs> <laughs> we should be videotaping these is that we? so you're not like pointing with these one are finger. dragon fingers uh, you know, well, culturally, yes. pointing with one finger can, in right. some cr- cultures, is, is rude. It's very, so that very rude, yes. We should Google that sometime. I'm surprised they out. don't use their whole hand. Yeah, that might mean something else. It might mean something else. Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, onward and upward. Yes. Uh, Ma- uh, Mark, did you have a week that was mystic? Well, mystic that, our reading week? was mystic, of course, mm-hmm. and, and that was great. Also, I started teaching again at Ollie. I'm teaching a collage class, but I, they did invite me because your sister couldn't come <laughs> 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 to do this video. That's a promotion for Ollie for Auburn Giving Day. We didn't have any lines, but we just had to hold these big letters that spelled O-L-L-I, and I spelled the, I held the O. <laughs> oh, good. So you couldn't get that wrong. Oh, I thought you it, stood at the back with the O. So it'd be no, I held the, uh, the O. <laughs> there were there were four of us, of course. O L L I. Then the <laughs> then the I walked out, and so the O. <laughs> <laughs> The O-L-L looked at each other, and we rearranged to L-O-L. <laughs> Dude, I hope you caught all this on camera. This is they? shameful. <laughs> Aren't you an instructor at Ollie? Yeah, I forget what we said that L-O-L was. It was something else. Lots of laughs. Not, lots not of, the same thing. Lots of <laughs> old. Lots of learning at O. On Ollie. <clears throat> and then, I thought and then, Ollie ended in an E, but I've really no. Never it's seen an one. I because it's an institute, but I forget exact. Uh, it's the acronym. Oshner Lifelong Learning okay. Institute. Oh, sure. We've been over this. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Oh, sure. You say oh sure. I say oh sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is we should ask the, the family. The I came back. <laughs> And we went. Where back. did the I been? I just walked off the set, and oh. then you it, should have walked <laughs> off the set. <laughs> and so then we came back. We just had to gesture because we had a narrator that was going to be recorded later. And then we had to go sit in a room with computers to show 
how slow the computers are. And so they took a close-up of my hand, hitting this key, trying to get in. (laughs) And they photographed my hand, which was really this old wrinkled thing, and it was so (laughs) embarrassing. (laughs) You should have given them a finger. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I used just one finger. finger. Which Uh, finger was that? This is the finger episode. It was the pointer. (laughs) The pointer (laughs) finger. Anyway, that was, uh, I can't wait to see the video yeah that was very we'll have to post that on the yeah we will on, with our well that was just one mistake y'all quit i'm gonna need an adult bib to wipe <laughs> my tears. thank you mary for sending me your picture in the adult bib by the way yes i cannot tell you how many pictures i've gotten from my followers for the wearing adult bibs and since we don't want to go into fully adult bibs but if anybody's interested in adult bibs go back to episode Two episodes ago. That's so, right. Or, yeah. or uh, one you of can last just year's leave episodes. A, leave a message on our yeah. Facebook. We can fill you in on the, yeah. uh, the details. Yeah. So I had a, a mystic week that happened before Christmas. Um, my husband and I and another couple and their son went to Alaska. And, you know, not, not many tourists go to Alaska in December as a rule. But we wanted to be there for the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. And in Alaska, it's three hours and 41 minutes. But we were able to see... Not only that, and, and take pictures of that in a time lapse, but also the Northern Lights and the Arctic Circle. And I'm it was so jealous. It was a fabulous trip. I will highly recommend it. Apparently, you do not have to go in the dead of winter, and you can still see beautiful Arctic lights. You can't see the solstice. From which town in Alaska? We were in Fairbanks, um, Fairbanks. and the outside of that. But, but it was negative 45 degrees. Ooh. And um, we did have some amazing refrigerator clothing <laughs> that kept us fairly warm. But what made it the most mystic to me is just to see how remarkable it is that human beings and, and animals have survived in that climate. As an Alabama girl, it was, it was really remarkable and gorgeous. I don't want to move there. But it was, I'm so glad that we got to visit it at a time when you could see the reality of but, what that's like. the northern like. lights are all the time there. They can be. Uh, you know, it's, there are certain conditions that make it. Atmospheric. Yes. Yeah. And I think colder weather tends to be clearer skies and maybe b- more vivid. And this was a, 2022 is a very good year for the northern lights. There was a lot of activity with the sun because the sun's activity is what affects the northern lights. Yes, the Earth's magnetosphere bends in at the northern and southern poles, (laughs) just like if you have a magnet and you put filings on a paper plate, you know, and it makes that shape. So at the northern and the southern poles, the magnetosphere bends in, and the magnetosphere is what shields us from Earth's solar wind, which is what causes us to be able to see the It's the solar wind's reaction with the atmosphere that causes the northern lights. So if our magnetosphere would would disappear, we would all die because we would be bombarded by the solar wind. It would kill us. But it would be beautiful as we (laughs) go. go, (laughs) Well, this puts me in mind of our trip to the Yukon for the weekend. And I told uh, the, the the Mystic Prince was doing a show there, and I said, because we, Katie and I, obviously weren't staying up all hours of the night, I said, if they're a northern light, please call and wake us up. Well, that did not happen. We missed the northern lights. Yes. So I've never seen them, even though I was right there and available by phone. Right. Yes. He, somehow the Mystic Prince needs to make that up t- that's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I think so, yeah. Katie did send us all some pictures of the northern lights, but more, I won't say more remarkable because they're just, it's hard to, to put degrees on them, but sent us a picture, I guess if you driving up there and the trees were covered in ice mm-hmm. and snow, 
And it looked like something out of a fairy tale. It, it was did, absolutely it? gorgeous. That particular spot was called the Enchanted Forest, and it's on that road, the big highway that Ice Road Truckers is filmed on, on the mm. way to the Arctic Circle. And it's it's the Yukon River's wind comes up and coats those trees at the top oh, of a thing. And it is it was fabulous. So anyway, I, I can highly recommend Alaska any time of the year at this point. So shall we move on to book recommendations? Does anybody Let's have do. any? Oh, I have several. Well, well, go ahead then. Well, I'm reading, I guess I'm the last people in, in uh, well, the last person of the book club crowd to read this book, but it's The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. And it's very, very cozy mystery. Very cozy. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and the writing's good. And just if you need a, a great book on a winter day, that's it. It's about a Thursday murder club made up of four elderly people in a home. There's two more to go with it called The Man Who Died Twice and The Bullet That Missed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait to read those and kind of break up my reading. So I broke it up with a book called Slow Horses. And I've had that book on a, a tab to check out of the library for like a year. But everybody started talking about Slow Horses. And I thought, where have I seen that, Slow Horses? And it, I think it's on Apple TV, which I don't get. So I kept thinking that. And one day I went back to my computer and looked down and there was a post-it that said Slow Horses. I got it out of the library and I'm reading it now. I'm three-fourths of the way through, so I feel like I can recommend it. The writing is extremely, extremely good. And again, well, it's not a cozy mystery. It's a very uncozy mystery. Mm. There's so many characters in it, though, that I've taken to writing them down just to keep (laughs) up with them. When that happens, I usually quit. But this is way too interesting to quit. And then there are two more by Mick Heron, same people, Dead Lions, Real Tigers, and Spook Street. And they're spies in this story. So I'm thinking that's where they got the name for Spook Street. And those are my recommendations. Good. And I will say I have watched the series on Apple TV, and it's fabulous. Gary Ullman. Oh, he's the best grunge guy ever. Let's anyway. go over to Katie's every night and watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah can, we can do that. Oh, that would Who's be fun. got Apple TV? <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my computer, actually. You do? Mm-hmm. How, how did you do your they just It for? comes up all the time. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. You know, Is just it as free I, to you? Well, I never sign in. I just shut it down because I don't want to watch it then. But or I'll pay have for to go. it in I'll case have, they're going to Maybe they're going to ask me to yeah. pay. Yeah. But, yeah. I, it's not much, though, is it? Like $6.99? I think it's $6.99 a month. Then you can, you know, you can cut it on and off, too, if you remember to cut things I'll, on I'll and see. off. I'll, I'll see if I can but, see it on my it's, computer. It's worth yeah. watching. Yeah. Well, I would love to see it, and reading it is magnificent. Yeah. So who else has books to recommend? All right, Margie, go for I it. I have two. One is O Caledonia by Elizabeth Barker. Don't it tell was, us anything, because uh, we're all holding yeah. it in our hands. Okay, okay y'all all have your copies? We yes. do. We just got them. Okay. Why do we all have the same copy? Because it was a gift from someone. It's it Marion's Christmas present to you. Yes. Oh, I know. I was just trying to get the conversation started. <laughs> <laughs> get someone to say that out loud. Marion's on sabbatical, by the way, but she did send us all the same book, and so we're all going to read it. And we can talk about that next time. Right. I thought it was quite wonderful. And then I just finished uh, Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt, and uh, an octopus talks in it. A giant Pacific octopus. Well, I knew this was bound to happen. Yes, it's really, it's quite good. It really is. Um, Do y'all know how many octopus books we've recommended over the years? I have one that I don't recommend that Wayne gave me for Christmas because he knows that I like octopuses. And it was called Lily and the Octopus. And I don't mean to 
disrespect that book, but do not read it. <laughs> well, that's pretty disrespectful. I mean, you can't well, really it's just, it's just, it's just, it's about a man and his dog, but the dog is dying, and his the dog. Oh, no, the, go on. The yeah. dog's tumor is he calls Marianne an octopus. Marion won't listen to this. No, podcast. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, don't don't read that one. I have a question. Did did Santa Claus that gave you this book buy it on Amazon? Yes. Well, you can go on Amazon and zap that book. Yeah, I will with recommendations because that's what I've done with my hand vacuum. It's the second one I bought. Uh huh. The button to clean it out and the button to make it go, go are right together. So you start cleaning it out, and if you hit the button to clean it, I mean, you start <laughs> using it. And if you hit the button to clean it out, it all flies, flies apart, out. and uh. everything you've picked up goes all over the room. And even farther away than it yeah. was. Yeah. It's the anti-vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> the Adams family, or maybe it was the Munsters, dusted. They turned their vacuum cleaner backwards and blew dust Well, all this over is the what happens. And every time yeah, I, like I have been pointing my finger at it. And so I went on Amazon and gave it a very low, low rating. I have one more I've been listening to that I took back up again on Audible. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's good. It's pretty good. I haven't finished listening to it, but uh, did you enjoy it? Um, I did enjoy it. I I think that's the same author that wrote... Oh, heck, never mind. Another Taylor book that Jenkins I read. Taylor Jenkins Reed. The Daisy and the Six or something like that that I think they're making a movie of. Um, uh, pretend I didn't say any of that. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I liked that book. Okay. Well, I like it and I haven't read it just because she has seven husbands. And I think that's just <laughs> something well, to aspire to. I keep, <laughs> I I keep counting them. We may be starting a little late. I'm only, <laughs> on, I'm only on five, I think, right now. I was going to say, and I was young, thinking. Young and cute. Yeah. So it's about Hollywood, a starlet. Mm. Oh, and also I'd like to say to my audiences, like Susanna Smith, thank you for sending me pictures of all these handsome men you met in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it so much. A friend of mine gave me a gondolier calendar once. It was so good. (laughs) Did they have clothes on? Yeah, they had clothes on, but they were so cute. Uh, Is that like a fireman calendar? Uh Uh, But but it was a gondolier. Oh, how European. (laughs) How sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joanne, do you have a book recommendation well, I, or something to I recommend? I am in the midst of, I, I took, you know, Ollie, we were talking about Ollie earlier. Ollie has a book room, and you can take books that you're finished with and drop them off there, and it's like a mini library. Do you have to return them, unlike no, our secrets? No, you do States? not. In fact, please do not return them. They're trying to get rid of them, <laughs> but people drop off books, and then you, and so I go there often to try to unclutter that we'll be talking later about mm. our resolutions but I go and I I took eight books the other day and I walked home with four mm. so it's That's a pretty dangerous good, pretty thing. good well you're cleaning out four though well, it's when it goes I in did. the other direction. You take yeah. four and come home with eight. That's the that's, that's you know I'm on a twelve step program with my problem with clothes, and so I took three outfits to Goodwill and unfortunately came home with three. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to just set them free, set yeah. them free, and not go and get their friends. So, did you find a book? Then I did, well, I'm well, reading an old Heinlein book look you know, at you love, yeah well I love I really do like science fiction and this is called Methuselah's Children I haven't finished it yet though but it's really disturbing it's about um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well it is because it is so you know Heinlein would take he wrote this in 1958 and so I'm seeing references to you know 2025 and some of the things have happened you know that he's mm. referencing it's just that the human condition has not changed no matter yeah. what the advances science makes, that the human condition does not change, unfortunately. Yeah. 
So, Mary, do you have a book or something? Yes, I'm rereading an old favourite because I saw the movie and then I saw White Noise, which was amazing and everybody should see it. And do not ask me what it's showing on. You just have to look on your little computer in your hand and say, how do I watch White Noise? It's a fabulous movie. Netflix. New. And so I went back to to reread the book by Don DeLillo and y'all, it's so good. I was curious if the movie dialogue was true to the book because it was so quirky and unusual and interesting. And it is brilliantly true to the book it's so good so reading white noise is like eating salted caramel ice cream like every sentence i want to write down every sentence but then it's like no then i'd be writing white noise i cannot recommend it strongly enough it's a quirky sometimes funny sometimes and what's shocking the name of the book again white, white noise. noise oh white comment noise. on which is mostly the, consumerism the movie is the same the movie is the same name have you seen that movie i have not i read the but book I'll, I'll a long time ago yeah it's old and yeah. i'd read it a long time ago too it's my husband joe's favorite book in the world and maybe the only actual novel that he's read in like since we've been married and i loved it then but i just was curious about the writing and it's so good he's a great writer he is. Well, I haven't read his other books. They're too long. Oh, no. They're not Libra, is it? Glancing into the movie, though, it's got Greta Gerwig and mm. Adam Driver. Yeah. And mm, it yeah. is fabulous. It, it's it's a timeless state of uh, a human condition, like yeah. Joanne was saying. It's just, you know, you, you see these movies and you're like thinking it's so apropos to right now. And it was happening. I don't know when it was written. 20 years ago. So that's my current book recommendation, White Noise by Don DeLillo. Um, So I have some book recommendations, but they may have already been recommended in previous podcasts. So I'm not going to go into any detail. Because we don't listen to our own podcast. Well, you know, I know we've talked about them as mystics. I can't remember if we did it on mic or off. So um, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus is fabulous. I'm reading that one too. I love that one. Halfway through. Yes, it's funny and also very profound and important. Um, Horse by Geraldine Brooks, which was fabulous too. That's my book club book for February. And I am suggesting, I'm rereading one right this minute that I've read many years ago that'll come up later in our conversation, which is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I there, read that a long, long, long yeah. time well, ago. Well, it's a 12-step program, too. So, yeah, yeah it's more interactive. We, we love the art of Sway. Sway. I know that's what Mary the artist way because when we were all reading it once upon a time Mary um, had had an injury that a writing injury it was she Nano Remo that's right she had had been so ardent in finishing Nano Remo that she threw out her neck and her back and her you arm. You better tell so everyone what Nano Remo is. Nano Remo is the national national November writing month, and you have to write what five five fifty thousand words, which Mary did. Yay! Threw out her and uh, deleted <laughs> and deleted. The other thing but Mary did. Oh, she ahead. was on some pain medication, and so as we were all talking about that book, The Artist's Way, she wrote down in her minutes of the good scribe that mm-hmm. she is. The Art of Sway. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say that book absolutely changed my life. I would not be in the position I'm in today if I hadn't read it. And I keep it out. I've never put it back on the bookshelf since the no, first time I've read it. it and I read it. And now I date my marginalia because I go, I read it all the time. Like at least once a week I'm going through there. Mm-hmm. I've taken a big red marker and X'd out all of the little story parts about, I knew somebody who did, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not interested in that part, but it's all based in like Carl Jung's stuff. And uh, just to Today, I joined a Facebook group, a Carl Jung Facebook group. I don't ever cool. know if I'm saying his name right. And one of the questions was why. And I was like, well, because 
he changed my life. Yeah. And that is the truth. That book is transformative in every way, even if you skip the week without reading The Artist's Way. Yes. Well, I want to say something about what, the time when Mary was drugged because she had taken something for her pain from writing too much on the computer. We had a reading at the Blue Shoe, and I'm always <laughs> telling these women, please be very professional. Don't say, am I next, or who's next, or who's going up. Just read the list and stand <laughs> up and go. So I get up to read, and Mary comes and stands <laughs> right beside me. <laughs> I look at her sideways, thinking maybe if I look at her, but she's very happy to be there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'd never in my life taken anything stronger than an aspirin. No, nothing. And that pain I was in, I went up every level of painkiller up through things that were not covered by insurance that were for cancer patients, and I still hurt so bad I could not move. So writing's bad for you. It was. It is. It is. It, it's demanding. Doing mm-hmm. a thousand words in 10 minutes on writeordie.com <laughs> <laughs> repetitively over and over is bad for you. But it, I apologize for anything I did when I was taking the strong drugs. Never no, took we them again. Have, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, though. it gives great material. Yeah. 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 And anybody that shakes up the queen deserves a thumbs up. <laughs> because I, say, I didn't that, know whether to ask one of our mystic sisters to come and get you or to <laughs> let you join in the talk or what. And they were so helpful. They were laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, this is hilarious, but we have a new year to start. So why don't we get into the podcast subject? Oh, Would y'all well, be okay well, with that? Okay. I hate yeah, to break us do. off. From, let's do. All right. So our topic this time is called A Mystic New Year. What I really wanted us to do, so, you know, so always a new year, new us, right? Or not. And we know that the fail rate for people who do New Year's resolutions is terrible. And, you know, we all, people, some people love them, some people hate them. I thought it would be really interesting to have the mystics talk about how they feel about New Year's resolutions, whether they do them, and have a conversation about that. And then we're going to sum it up at the very end with some suggested resolutions or sage mystic advice. All right, so who makes (coughs) resolutions here? Well, I have something to say about them. Okay. Because of the failed part of the resolutions. Mm -hmm. I looked up resolutions and started thinking about how serious a resolution is, and it's like marriage. It should not be entered into unadvisedly or lightly. (laughs) And so I looked up synonyms, and my favorite synonym of resolution was, let me see, sitzfleisch. Spell that, (laughs) please. S-I-T-Z-F-L-E-I-S-C-H, which means sit on your butt. Oh. (laughs) And and what language? Is that German? It's German. Okay. And... Sit on your butt until you get the job done. Mm. It's stick to and it's the opposite. Sitzfleisch is the opposite of ants in your pants. That in is mind. That ants-fleisch? <laughs> ants, <laughs> ants-flash. 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 Okay. <laughs> now that was a different language, right? <laughs> so I thought about how... I've thought about resolutions I've made in the past, which is we will be talking about later, but I thought about, you know, I'm just going to make recommendations to myself because, <laughs> because I'm in a period of my life where I'm thinking about leading my very best life. I have to um, speak to that in my resolutions. And the way I have made my very best life is best said by the word enough. And it is enough to go to one museum a day. It is Mm -hmm. enough to do one thing a day. It's enough 
to hang around with your favorite people and no one who isn't. And it's enough not to join a club or be an officer of a club. So you select the very best of your activities and your friends and do that, and it's enough. And also, the things that I have recommended to myself is I should hang out with interesting people, travel, read, study, write poetry, and just write, and then practice my keyboard, which I will continue to say has been quite unsuccessful, (laughs) and to be philanthropic, philanthropic, because happiness is doing for others. Mm, Very good. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Those are good. We're, we need to post these so other bodies, bod, other other bodies, other bodies can. But you know, I don't think young people get to this stage. You well, know, they easily we can didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when we were young. Speaking of it, well, I'm considering young up to right seventy. Okay, maybe. I like that. <laughs> well, along that that line, and it sounds like that. Um, I used to make resolutions, and yes, I, I've came through with some of them, but then I'm Catholic, so even if you <laughs> fail, your resolutions, well, Lent is always right around the corner, and you can start again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, my sister made this suggestion last year, and instead of making a list of resolutions, she uses one word basically as your motto for the year. Gail's is obviously enough. Hers this year was to be intentional. You know, mine is going to be complete. Oh. I, like, that's oh my Joanne like eight we're going to be getting 12 novels start. this year yes. from Joanne like finish what I start and I've done some of it already hey we're putting together a book yeah. and I've managed to try to get stuff in but I keep it keeps coming home again but but you know instead you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, just to do make something intentional. I like that. That's a great resolution. I don't write novels, but we were talking about the seven husbands of Hugo Evelyn or Evelyn Hugo. I'm, I'm, I might write a novel called The Twelve Novels of Joanne Cam. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be like one of those choose your own adventures. You know, <laughs> you yeah. can choose your own endings. <laughs> I was always tempted to like take that. that There's take that, that half novel of hers about breaking into the house and write it myself. And then just presented at Mystic Meeting. Well, because we all want to know how it ends, Joanne. <laughs> and that is one of the things I'm going to um, <clears throat> complete. <laughs> I, I like the one about the medieval witch. The, is that the one where she had the dirty thing about the, <laughs> the yes. priest and his breeches? Yes. And, and that one is not needing completing. <laughs> Well, Joanne, I might be a different audience. She might make more money with that one. (laughs) Like your sister, I do the one word, and there's actually this whole, it's a movement. It's it's a thing, the the one word. And so I've been doing the one word for years, and one of the one words really made a difference, and that was the year that I planned to retire, and my word for that year was persist. And I wrote it every single day in my notebook, persist, persist, because I was so scared to retire. It was such a big jump. But I had ideas, and I had plans, and I needed to not just flake out on it. So I persisted and I did it. And I've had other one words, like the word for 2022 was fun because I suffered through the damn locking myself up for two years in COVID. And before that, you were working hard. Yes. And so I did have fun. And I was at the end of the year, I was like, hmm, let me think about my word. Well, I ended up as an after school director. And yeah, it's work. But my goal of my job is to have fun. I mean, it's that is the goal. No more state standards. It's the kids need to be safe and have 
fun. So I have had fun. That's for after school, though. Yeah, it's my new job, my after school job. But they need to learn and not after school. Right, but that's no longer my job. Thank goodness. Mm. No kidding. I did just discover there's some, like, standards for after school. I was like, I'm not even going to look at that. <laughs> not even going to look. Anyway, I, I do the one word. My word this year is nourish because there's a few things going really well right now in my life, and I need to just nourish them and not take on any more stuff. So similar to enough and similar <laughs> to complete. But fun was a good one. I recommend yeah, that word. That is a good one. All right, Margie? Oh, dear. I don't <laughs> – I guess my word – well, I can't really. You don't have, have to take a word, Margie. You yeah, don't have, have a, a resolution. We're not going to have a resolution. Okay, okay, or okay, okay. Have a recommendation. Tell us about your resolution. Well, yeah, or, or do, do you do resolutions? Uh, That's yeah, the, I, usually the first I don't question. do resolutions. Have on, we forced you to do it because of yeah, this podcast? Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> but these are my plans for the new year. One, to work on these large f- format paintings and show them. And I'm there. They have a theme of people being attacked by birds. No, <laughs> <laughs> or or so, or so, or, or so. Shades of Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that was uh, Tiffy. Yes. No. Well, they're not really the guided by birds. Let's put it that way. Birds are a theme with people. And I'm planning an art exhibit for spring or fall at our are house. Are you doing any crows? Because they're my favorites. I did have or a crow ravens. in one, but it turned into a rooster. But it's <laughs> there'll be crows coming. My, <laughs> my ravens. Two, the blue jay and the red-winged blackbird are kind of becoming stars, but I don't really know how their story is going to turn out. It, things are evolving as I work. Mm. Just so. A quick side note, blue jays, who are some of my favorite birds in the world, are corvids. Which I feel so justified when I learned that. I was like, okay, all you people that hate blue jays, stop it. They're corvids, which the, makes them automatically cool. Yeah. Crow relatives. They're low yeah. crow, crow cousins or whatever. Yeah. Low crows? <laughs> low crows. <laughs> blue, blue, blue crows. No, blue crows. Yeah. Blue, low crows. Uh, blue. Um, and I am planning an exhibit. Okay, I said that. Get rid of all of these clothing that I've purchased. 12-step <laughs> program? Oh, no. No, this That's is my own line. I have to get back promoting it and I'm going to have some special shows and some sales to do that and also learn more Tai Chi which is Ah. like really one of the funnest things that I do besides paint so I really do and you're doing a great job with that Margie so are you Joanne she well I I need to complete the 24 I that is I don't know the 24 at all I've been looked at it today to try to learn it because we do it as a warm-up for the 73 and everybody is doing you know parting the wild horse's mane and I'm going what she's using her fingers (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. so I'm trying to get a little leg up on it (laughs) (laughs) well that was my problem with Tai Chi well I I have for years, because of the artist's way, have always done, instead of resolutions, I do a, a manifesto. And so I'm, this oh. is sort of my manifesto. So what I do is make a list of things that I would like to accomplish, some specific and some general. And then I print it out and paste it on my desk. And then I can go back and refer to it. Is that as I, daunting? No, not really, because I can ignore it. I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's there if I'd like to. And then I can, at about July, which is when my birthday is, and midway through the year, I'll go through and say, all right, have I done any of these? What, how do I feel about these? Am I halfway there? Complete. And, yeah, or complete, <laughs> right. And so it's been, what I have learned, though, is that if you, if I write it down, maybe not everybody, if I write it down, it's more likely to happen. Okay. 
And that's another artist's way thing is that, you know, if you put it down in writing, then things manifest from that. And so that's why I do it this way. I do that every day. Please share. Yeah, let's hear it. I want to see it too. I have to write everything down, but you know what I learned? Oh, this will be quick about dopamine that sometimes we get so excited about our projects. If we talk about them a lot that we get this huge dopamine rush and sometimes it leaves us too exhausted to do the project. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very That's interesting. That's after 12 o'clock. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the manifesto. Yeah. I can't okay, wait to yeah. see it. All right. So this, this year I have three universal manifesto points. I'm going to plan, I'm going to act, and I'm going to do better, not more. Because that's a hard thing to do. Now, I'm going to attempt to do these things. I'm not promising it. And then I have some general ones, things, you know, like take better care of myself, learn to say no to things I really don't want to do. That's a hard one. sister. A really hard one. Good for you. Um, Cultivate old and new friendships. Live more sustainably and intentionally. So it gets a little weedy there. I, don't, I won't that's take y'all weedy, the way That's weeds, wonderful. But, and then I have one that's find my backbone, literally and figuratively, which would probably <laughs> relate to losing weight as well as standing up for myself. So, <laughs> but anyway, so and then I have some more precise ones, things like I want to ride another horse this year and I want to do some things like that. But what I do love about this is that it does give me a reminder that when I'm, especially those days when you're like, I'm just out of steam, then I can go over there and look and go, oh, I could do this today or I could work toward this today. And then often things just show up that you didn't expect because they're written down. So I just, I would say to everybody, write it down, even if you don't. You know, when I said I write it down every day, it's not heady like that. It's like change the sheets and the... Yeah, a to-do list is a fabulous (laughs) thing too. um, So Katie, it looks like you almost have, I'm eyeballing her manifesto mm -hmm. over here. It almost looks like you have a template. Maybe you could share that. We could put it on our Facebook page. It's sort of a template for a manifesto. you have a place to check off if you did it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's, well, it's I, ranked from. I marked and I, through mine. And none of these have a check by them already, <laughs> but you know it's only twenty. 20- 25 days into the year. I, so. I love looking over your shoulder. It's ranked from universal to general to precise. That's a wonderful way to do it. That's a wonderful way to do it. You know, there is a German word. I mark through the ones I've accomplished, you know, yeah. and if I don't get them done, then I add them to the next bit. There's a German word for the pleasure of marking something off a list. I'll have to get out my Oh, book please find that word. Joanne, I I think it's hard, probably well, hard for me to pronounce. Germans, <laughs> if they don't have a word for something, they put two or three together. Well, that's what this and is. The, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So my uncle is an engineer, and if he does something that he didn't have on his list, and then now he can't go mark it off, he'll go back to his list, write it down, do it again, and then mark it off. Oh, wow. That's well, a, what if it's take a bath? I guess he takes two. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, that is crazy. He's so funny. <laughs> the, their brothers, my stepfather went to visit him, and, and Joel said, well, Steve, today on my list I've got we're going to wash your car. And out they went and washed Steve's car on I their love visit. That. You cannot. <laughs> I love the, that. The, the, NIST, the list will not be denied. We should <laughs> come have to my house and make a list. Yeah. I think you should write a little story about this guy. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Because that's Material. what marvelous. Joel Harrison, we're calling you out. Steve Harrison, yeah. we want a story about mm-hmm. Joel. Absolutely. Well, the other question I have for the, y'all though, are there any, has, any, has everybody talked about their... Yeah. Okay, I just make sure I hadn't skipped anybody. Absolutely. Has anybody ever had a resolution that was either, or no, no, of a resolution that was either horrible or ridiculous? Well, that, I did. that didn't. Okay, so I tell did. us. This was about maybe fifteen years ago. I made a resolution to not use a plastic bag. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's impossible. 
because some stores won't let you walk it's out noble. with the merchandise in your hand. Mm-hmm. And in particular, this one Goodwill store down at the beach, she said, well, you can't just walk. I said, well, I've got the receipt. She says, no, I'll walk it to your car. Good grief. So I decided at that moment I'd buy one of everything for the next few minutes while my friend was shopping and she'd have to walk it to my car. <laughs> <laughs> but since then, <laughs> I, it's really started me on the road to thinking about my carbon footprint. I think that was my most unsuccessful and successful resolution. That's good. Yeah, you learned something from that resolution. Mm-hmm. And yes. Yeah. You don't always get to your goal, yeah. but you learn something along the way. There you go. That's what I teach I love my that students <laughs> every single week in our writing yeah. class. Right. <laughs> Does anybody else have failed or no, I've failed resolutions. Or Can I read a, a sh- read quickly a mm-hmm. list of my favorite resolutions? Mm-hmm. Y'all probably have all seen this on Facebook or wherever you go to your social media. But um, it's Woody Guthrie's list from 1942, which he wrote yes, at age 30. Yeah, and it that. is absolutely mm-hmm. delightful. And I'm not going to say numbers because it takes too long. Work more and better. Work by schedule. Wash teeth, if any. Shave. <laughs> <laughs> Take bath. Eat good. Fruit, vegetables, milk. Drink very scant, if any. Write a song a day. That's a good one. Wear clean clothes. Look good. Shine shoes. Change socks. Change bedclothes often. Read lots good books. Listen to radio a lot. Learn people better. Keep Rancho clean. Don't get lonesome. Stay glad. Keep hoping machine running. I don't know about that. (laughs) Dream good. Bank all extra money. Save dough. Have company, but don't waste time. Save dope. Dough, dope too. That's what you used to buy the dope. I love this one. Send Mary and kids money. Mm-hmm. Play and sing good, dance better, help win war, beat fascism. Love mama, love papa, love Pete, love everybody. Make up your mind, wake up and fight. Oh, those are great. Isn't that great? I like it, but I'm worried about his personal hygiene. He has to write well, it down to do that. It was Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had problems with that. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I never ate at Alice's restaurant, I'll say mm-hmm. that. I looked up some fun New Year's resolutions, and actually they're mostly jokes, but make vanilla pudding, put it in a mayo jar, eat in public. <laughs> <laughs> Follow joggers around in your car, blasting Eye of the Tiger for <laughs> 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 Run into a store... Ask someone, what year is it? And when they give it to you, yell, it worked, and run out of the store. (laughs) (laughs) And a major in philosophy, ask people why they want fries with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Margie, do you have any? Oh, no, I, well, you know, I don't make them, but I, well, but I, I, I know of any. I, I, I've to. once made one to quit <laughs> quit drinking wine, and then it changed. Well, that to didn't dr- work. It, well, it changed <laughs> to quit drinking so much wine. <laughs> they can, they're adaptable. That didn't work either. <laughs> and it's, it said, "Limit yourself to only white for a week." <laughs> See, you went from the universal to the general to the specific. I gave up wine one time. It was for Lent. This was for Lent, not for resolutions, but the same, same. What happens when you mess up at Lent? When you, nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's just like New Year's resolutions. Forgiveness is but it's eternal. Gotta, yeah, it's yeah. got to, you know, you, your soul is into it as well as your mind. But my secretary called my husband <laughs> and said, she needs to break that resolution. 
everybody's sake, you needed to. <laughs> well, my, my worst resolution that has, I did not put it on this year, but I have every year before and it's never worked, is to improve my handwriting. <laughs> so, yeah, so that one's off the, off the list this year. I've decided well, I'm old enough. Well, you're in good enough. company because they're not up. teaching handwriting oh, anymore. They're not, okay. Good. It's still in the state standards. Even, yeah. Did you just skip that class or what? No, I just, I used to be a better, I had really nice handwriting for years and then I became a journalist and I was taking notes in my own shorthand and so I just scribble, scribble, scribble and that's how I, it's e- devolved instead of evolved yeah. or it's evolved in the wrong direction. Anyway, but now I do try to print more precisely when I'm writing checks and things like that. <laughs> Important things. But. You print your checks? I, well, I print the amounts and stuff the on amounts. there. Oh, and, just, and, who it's and then too. just ugly scribble. Yeah, just name. scribble it. Yeah, okay. right, yeah, right. So, as writers, do y'all have any specific resolutions in in the writing world? I've, I'm I'm cold, catching you cold with that one because I don't think we talked about it. Um, as writers, mm-hmm. yeah, Can't, completing complete. at least mm-hmm. two of the eight novels. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My last year's resolution for writing was to make any amount of money writing so that I could call myself an official writer and write some things off my taxes. And I've actually succeeded this year with my column and some other things. So that's part of my nourish. I would like to move that further, not just the making money part, but just writing and having Mm -hmm. some exposure. Hmm. I guess I think the most important thing a writer should do other than write and continue writing is to read and then if you see something interesting in a book, write it down. I mean, don't use it in your work. Not verbatim, anyway. <laughs> no. Turn, the, turn a Our few words around. All that. <laughs> use, your, use your synonyms. You know, and that's the other thing writers should do. They should fall back on their synonyms because if they use the same word over and over and over, it's boring. Yeah. I had a, this is just an exercise that I did for a while. And take a word just any word, just a common word, and then write as many synonyms or descriptions of that word as you could. For example, sky. And you could write, you know, blue dome. You could write... Space. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you picked the, a bad yeah. word. That's a hard one. <laughs> well, but no, but that it, it, you take it's a, a hard one. one and it makes you think, how else can I say this? Yeah, right. Margie, any writing? I know you've got a lot of art things. Oh, here, just to, to write better and more. That's good. (laughs) Well, I googled that for this particular podcast and came up, there's a lot out there. So if anybody, any of our listeners are interested in being writers or already are writers, and then that can be a fun thing to kind of focus on in the coming year. Um, And I always think about Isabel Allende, who always begins her books on January the 8th. And that's because I think in 1981, she was a refugee in Venezuela from Chile during all of the turmoil. And her grandfather was in Chile dying. And so she sat down on January 8th and wrote him a letter. And that became The House of Spirits, <gasps> her Ooh, very first book. wonderful book. Wow. And so she, if y'all Google that too, she, she talks about how important it is that she, on that day and her family knows on January 8th, just leave me alone and for a certain period of time after that when she's working on a book so I love the idea of picking the start date doesn't have to be January 1st we, we can start any time during the year but just pick a time that you think now I'm ready and I'm going to pick this date and then stick with it from that and every year you've got sort of a fresh start a, she, a new year doesn't happen always in January there's lots of Allie other Allende new years does a TED talk too yeah um, yeah about creativity and TED talk too all, lots of other things <laughs> Um, but the ones that I found that I thought were really kind of helpful were um, to read more, write more, write to the audience, paint a picture, write simpler, 
get an editor, <laughs> share your writings, call yourself a writer, start making money, and remain true to yourself. So those are some, some good basic ones to start with for any, any of us who and are writers. And I've got one more suggestion. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself. Uh, well, yeah. so many writers, though, are trying to find themselves. That's, that's so it's okay. So it's the writers okay. who are, yeah, or the, it, the human beings who yeah. are a bit like, much. Let you me get tell over you this that you probably mm-hmm. didn't know. Well, yeah. ago. And I would say, I would add to that list, write every day. Mm. Write every day, even if it's just a couple of lines, even if it's a, a note, write every day. I gave some of the mystics a cartoon, and it's these people in a dungeon and one of them is marking um, the days on the wall as you see it. And he's telling his friend, he said, the important, it may be tedious and time consuming, but the important thing is to write every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you know what? I think you should practice the turn of the phrase and the use of the word because mm-hmm. that makes good writing. This author I'm reading for Slow Horses said, I say this too, I'll talk about people who are really boring. I'm meeting and I go, it's like meeting a charcoal briquette, which I think is very descriptive. But on the other hand, he said he was talking to two spies and they were so uninterested in uninteresting. He said it was like talking to two refrigerators. (laughs) And I like that so much better than mine. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But on that note, I want to say that everybody's got a style, and some styles are plain, and some people love that, you know. And I, I read of, I read books sometimes that are not interesting to me, and they may be like huge bestsellers. And the romance genre comes to mind, and I had always had sort of this snobby attitude about romance. I, I have never been able to read a romance novel, not even the one that was written with my brother as the main character, and that's How the about truth. Twenty Shades of Grey or whatever. I didn't that was. read it, but <laughs> the thing about it is, but, but she's rich. Those, <laughs> I only have twenty. <laughs> it's not just that they're rich, y'all. They are fun. I joined some groups about romance writers to see what was going on, and these people, men and women, are doing it. A lot of them are doing it under pseudonym. A lot of them are writers on other in other genres mm-hmm. with pen names. And they are having a blast, and they are writing a formula, and they are not using anything quirky or particular. I, mean, I don't find it palatable, but I'm not going to say they're not real writers right. or that their writing's not good. It's good for the people that read it, and it is the well, number one my selling genre. suggestions aren't made to – the suggestions I've made here today <laughs> are not made to romance writers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, I, but they are making money. As mm-hmm. well, that, oh, that they're making more money to, than anybody else. If that's your reason to write, shame on it. No, it's not well, no, my reason. I'm, but that was some. That's not what I'm saying. I'm goal. saying they're just delightful and fun, and mm-hmm. they're having fun. It's a very. Uh, I, it changed the way I thought about different types of writing, and me putting labels on mm-hmm. writing. It's like. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it sort of went out the window. It's like, I can't read a romance novel, but I am thrilled that they're writing That them. they're having fun with it, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the people are reading them. Right. And, you know, I, I write for a living. I mean, that has, for 40 years, I've paid my bills by, as a writer, writer and editor and that sort of thing. But for me, the hard part now is to say, now let's write for me and yeah. not for an audience. That's going to be interesting. Or not right. for, for money. And that, that can be, it's, it's, you know, so when you say shame on them for writing for money, I, I'd have to beg to differ because otherwise my kids would be naked. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I think you have to trust your instincts and not write just anything for money. You know, be, be, that's what yeah, I mean. Right, exactly. Well, and yeah. that's, but you know, and, yeah, I wrote for money. 
but none of you would want to read it <laughs> because they were briefs. I mean, yeah. they were 50 page mm -hmm. briefs. They were 100 page briefs and, you know, about as dry as unbuttered toast. And they're all in passive tense because that's how lawyers have to write. Yeah. It, well, that's how we do write. <laughs> I try to change that. Yeah. But know, they were important, too. Well, well Katie, when you said you were going to write for yourself, what does that entail? I mean, I think I write for myself yeah. because I'll have an idea and go, ooh. Precisely. Yeah. That's who's writing for yourself. Well, and for me, you know, I, I do not take on a story that I'm not interested in. I'm just not going to write just any old thing, especially as I've gotten older. It's like, I don't have to do that. I, and I love the act of writing as a writer and also doing the interviews and the research. There's so much I love about writing. But now my goal in this year is to that I'm going to pick the stories that I am just crazy about and that I'm fascinated about. So topics and specific interviews and things like that that I want to write about versus just by assignment. Because I've been given assignments all my life, which is great. I mean, it's wonderful because I've learned things I would never have found out because I wouldn't have thought to go ask questions about it unless somebody assigned it. But I want to write, you know, I've got topics that I'm interested in that I want to concentrate and on. And I can understand perfectly because that's exactly what I want to be when I grow up yeah. is a writer that writes for herself. Yeah. Yes, right. Well, I'm glad I'm writing for myself because I, am, I too. am ever so grown up. <laughs> <laughs> there is a sort of ick, or what do they call it now, an ick factor writing thing that goes around. And Gail, I think this is a lot of what you're talking about too, is there's like medium is constantly pushing out articles people are putting them on medium and it's how to make people read your articles on medium so that you make money mm -hmm. you know and how to make a list and if you've looked up a recipe online lately you know you have to scroll past all of that a, Mm -hmm. insignificant story jump, to get the recipe jump to recipe yeah. Yeah. What I do. yeah and they're doing that because the longer you spend staring at the page the more it's showing up as time spent reading your article and you might be able to monetize that and mm -hmm. that is not writing you know mm -hmm. and you're just writing to get people to look at it so you make money mm -hmm. so i mean i do that it's not writing no yeah so we're about to run out of time i think we, if we haven't care. already but we don't care i would love to hear piece of sage advice from each mystic about life or writing or whatever you'd like to to mention and you know send let's send our listeners off into the new year with something that they can take a take home message i think i've already told mine you may have which was be philanthropic because the happiest people look outside of themselves to help others and then I've got follow your passions and your best people and your best activities, study and read. Very good. I have one. Okay. <coughs> Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. That's no, the truth. That's Amen. great. That's the truth, Margie. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, can I start over? It's enjoy yourself because it's later than <laughs> <laughs> Mine is similar to Gail's, and I would say focus on your passion, not the way you look. Mm, very good. And give a compliment a day. And that comes to, to Gail's being philanthropic. And write down one thing you're grateful for every night. Yeah. Gratitude. A gratitude jar. Yeah. You can do that, you know? Maybe. I have some. If you if you get rear-ended, be sure to get a police report. <laughs> and look at the um, insurance card Did of the people who hit you. Did you get a police report? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Is that your only one? Well, all the rest of them are kind of Buddha and Zen. That's <laughs> right. good. It's we chill, can use some of that. It's just yeah. chill. chill. Like, you're so, nobody's in control of anything. And, you know, yeah. don't worry about other people. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> just it's You can't process. change people. <laughs> that's yep. all. Very good. Yeah, the process. The process. So I oh, think, sorry. That's okay. I think mine would be just is to find your people and to nurture each other. 
And because that's, that's what good. the mystics do for me. And that's what, to me, that's what makes it worth getting up in the morning yeah, is knowing you've got your It's our own. 25th year. Yes, well. Oh, hard sure. to believe. No, 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 no. Hard I know. To it's hard to believe. I think when we read to people, the audience wants to know why. How did this work? Mm-hmm. I don't think that can be explained. No, no. It's, it's mystical. It's mystical. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. That's yeah. why we're the mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mary can be explained. Ex- she explained she wanted in and would not leave. Yeah. That's we're good. We're so glad. Yeah. I'm a Taurus. I'm loyal. Once yeah. I cling on, baby, I'm there yeah. for life. <laughs> well, so speaking of mystic moments, shall we end the show with, um, it, has anybody had a mystic moment? Not just a mystic week, but an actual moment. Gail's, Gail's nodding. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're talking about reading for the Campus Club. And let me shout out to those ladies. They were the best audience. They were. Woo-woo. They were fantastic. Great. Just so generous with everything. They brought food. But anyway, as we said, there was a tornado afoot while we were reading. And this is not the first time the mystics must just bring it on. I don't know. But And a lot of people showed up. A lot of nice women showed up. I told my husband on the way out, Bob, it'll be a miracle if anybody comes to this. I'm not sure I would go if I'm not reading because it looks so dangerous outside. Well, Bob started thinking about that and got dressed and showed up. And when he walked in the door with this whole women, I think Bob was a little shocked that it was all women. But when he walked in the door, I thought, well, a tornado has hit our house. <laughs> so I ran over to, tell to him you. and said, what happened? What happened? And he said, well, you said there wasn't going to be anybody at your reading, so I'm oh, here. Oh, what that was so guy. sweet. Yes, what a the, guy. Mystic, the mystic king. Yeah. All right. Margie? Nothing? Nothing? No. No? Okay. Well, I mean, every moment. Every, every moment's oh, mystical. That's true, Margie. Margie, <laughs> Margie, every moment's Margie mystical. lives in a mystical uh-huh. world. She does. And I will give a shout out to Margie. She is teaching our collage class, and I see why she is such a good teacher. She Who can, is our? The oh, eye well. walks away. <laughs> unless the eye leaves the room. Marion and I were taking Margie's collage class. Marion signed up for it. I just busted on up in there. <laughs> you better not say that online. I mean, what if they come and Oh, give really? I thought for the semester, I can take a hundred classes if I want to. Okay. Yeah. It's she just didn't pre enough. I just didn't I just want them didn't. to handcuff you at the collage class. Sha. Sha. <laughs> I'm changing my advice. If anybody butts up into your class, get a report police report immediately <laughs> <laughs> not just if they <laughs> butt up against your back end unless it's your attorney <laughs> and the attorney will get the police report for you darling <laughs> um, my mystical moment happened this morning as I was running out the house with my tail on fire as usual I looked at our denuded Japanese maple And on every limb, and probably 20 on every limb, were little drops of water. And with the sun coming through it, it looked like little lights on the tree. And so I was contemplating that. And as I was driving out my driveway, the ladies greeted me. There were four deer in the middle of the road, and they were munching and waving and, you know, have, telling <laughs> me pearl. have a good, that's right. And then as I came through town, I stopped at a stoplight right there by the, the railroad tracks and a huge hawk landed on the telephone pole that I was right by. I mean, I was like bending in my car. And then I went to church this morning and when I got there... Is it Sunday? No, it's not. Um, I found a diamond in the pew. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's got it on her finger. She does. It's tiny, tiny, but it's sparkly. Are you sure that's not... There's two of them there. It may be. It may be just, you know, um, 
a, a crystal of some sort, but how mystical. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh. Absolutely. I think it's, what is it, sparkly stuff? Glitter? I think it's glitter. <laughs> no, it's, it's, if it is, it's the hardest glitter I've ever touched. Yeah, it's a, you could it's cut glass chunk. with it. It's a chunk. Well, can I have a, a chunklet? <laughs> I don't think I have a mystical moment. Yeah, Gail, come to church. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a diamond uh, on every bench if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Diamonds on the yeah. soles of her shoes. Yeah. Except, Gail, that really gave me a weird image. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wherever Gail sits, she just leaves a little (laughs) diamonds galore. uh, I should say, I did get a new chair to replace the one that was shedding and getting the little pieces of black on my butt. Oh, I I missed that. Why, Margie? Why must you at this last moment? (laughs) Why, oh, why at the last moment? (laughs) And remember, be the flame. Not, Not the, the moth. moth.